Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Innovation Crush. Innovation Crush. I knew you were going to do that. I always do. I know. Uh, one time you didn't, so and I, I, it hurt my feelings. Sorry. Uh, my name is Chris Denson. The, this is a show where we look at some of the best and brightest in innovation and marketing and people having sidebar conversations in the production team. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, Anthony? Okay, great. So um, we have a really, really cool guest today. In just case, like uh, my sidekick here is Robert Donez Jr. And also to my left, a very, very um, special guest by the name of Sugar Ray Leonard. Say hello, Sugar Ray. Say hello, Sugar Ray. By the way, good one. Genius. I catch, I catch on fast, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know what you're in for on this show. Uh, so is it, is it Sugar, Sugar, Sugar Ray, Ray Leonard? Because, you know, it's a lot of syllables, man. It can't be, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard every time. That's a lot of it's 9, it, 10, 11 syllables. It depends on what restaurant I'm trying to uh, get. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yes. I use sugar. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so we were watching a couple of your uh, highlight reels earlier. And, you know, I was just, I was asking Robert, I was like, what was he so mad about? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, those were profuse beatings you you put on in the ring. Like, what what was going on? <laughs> no, it was choreographed. <laughs> it was it was basically uh, mano a mano. It was me against the other guy. But you like you, I mean, you had a style, you know, and a flair, you know, which is different than what we see in, with with most sports, right? Like most, you know, you know, you look at football, you look at even MMA, like there's no flair. It is like battle royale of sorts, right? So where did the, you know, where did the signature style come from, you know? Well, um, looking back, without question, Muhammad Ali had a, a huge impact on my, on my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I just tried to emulate him along with um, <clears throat> Sugar Ray Robinson, uh, Bruce Lee, Elvis Presley, that whole combination, right. because they were such stars, if you will. They were such entertainers that I wanted to be like them. Right. Hmm. And, what, and so when you look at, because I mean, you know, on the show we talk a lot about brands and marketing and businesses and things like that. And I think those sorts of things create your brand, right? Um, how important was that, you know, was that like a a natural thing was it, or was it kind of like a second thought? Did you add it later or were you like, this is kind of like what came out naturally and I just built on it? That's a very good question. It just came on me. Um, it wasn't nothing really planned per se. It was something that uh, became more natural for me uh, throughout my career. Yeah, because I think, I mean, I think when you look at people, you know, any company that, that you look at Virgin, right? You look at Richard Branson and how he is, he is the brand, right? And the brand is so adventurous and they take risks and they do these things. And it's kind of an extension of, you know, of what they do. Um, what I also wanted to ask you as far as that goes is if there's one thing you could say you were the innovator of in boxing, what would it be? I don't think there's one one word that I could uh, justifiably use as me. Uh, you said flair. You said uh, uh, entertainer, uh, showmanship, championship material. I mean, all there's so many other words, adjectives that need to be used in describing 
myself. Right. I would say. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's hard to to uh, contain, and and even along those lines, when you know you look at a lot of championship athletes, you know, especially when they're legends of of a sort. Um, after a while, you don't hear from them, right? Like yes. they just kind of disappear, and you're like, "What happened to such and such?" But you've managed to remain super relevant, right? You've you've managed to to branch out as an entrepreneur, you know. Um, from what I've seen, you got the clothing line, you've got a foundation, you've got a book, um, you've got all these things. You know I mean, why not just get yourself a grill and, and call it a day? Oh, I'm hey, I'm thinking about the grill. <laughs> that is not far fetched. I mean, I. I'll take a toaster because you know, I, I eat toast. Oh, there I you love go. Toast, yes. Toast is delicious. Toast, toast is amazing. It's amazing. Ah. Shout out to the sales of toast just went up. <laughs> but you know, I I I, I tend to uh, to be adventurous and productive. My life, I, I I'm God. I'll be fifty eight uh, May seventeenth. Happy early birthday! Thank you so much. And I, I can say we come that, to the party? Yes, you can. Always, always, okay, cool. always use supply. Uh, well, it depends on what you need. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll I talk about that afterwards. I want to incriminate myself again. Yeah. But I, I, I've always wanted to be productive. And I've always thought of myself as, uh, because the feedback I've received from, from fans around the world, it's about um, inspiring people, giving them inspiration. It's about, um, like, my collection called Champ, mm-hmm. uh, with the apparel, T-shirts, and the hoods, and what have you, because Champ is defined in, in more than one way. It's not just a champ in boxing; it's a champ in life. Your mother can be a champ. Your father can be a champ. Your kid can be a champ. Your teacher can be a champ. Right. Champ is someone who has impact outside their realm. I like that, uh, you know, because it, it is funny, you know, when we when you look at it, one of the notes I had was just kind of this idea of like. When most people look at a champ, right, they look at an individual. You know, they don't look at a team or their history or the things that have built that person to where they are. You know, whether it's in the ring or now in sort of your entrepreneurial endeavors, how important is that team for you? You know, and and what are some of the misnomers that people have? Like, you're like, yeah, Sugar Ray Lynn is the champ, but you had trainers, you had, you know, your parents, like all these different influences in your life. You know, I think the same thing sort of echoes in, in business? There's a correlation, without question. Uh, I do uh, a lot of motivational speaking around the world, and um, I, I use boxing, I use fighting as a metaphor. I talk about getting knocked down and, and getting up. I talk about um, that intestinal fortitude, uh, reaching down. I talk about a version of, of row work, which is your due diligence. Uh, I talk about the corner. It's so important to have an incredible corner. All the things or the principles I apply to become a champion, a gold medal winner, uh, are applicable in everyday life. If you really think about it, we are fighters. People are fighters uh, throughout their lives. Right. To be the best, to be to gain respect, fight for your job, fight for everything. We and we were talking earlier just about like that, you know. The sense of peace also. I think there's a confidence that comes when you're a good fighter, right? You feel like you can walk into any room and be successful, you know, in in the face of opposition. You know, I I was a martial artist for a long time. And, you know, 
I've never been in a fight in my life. <laughs> never? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, third grade, I punched this dude in the jaw and he fell down at the fire station. Let's talk after the show. Oh, <laughs> let's do Oh, well, um, you, you already scared Robert earlier. <laughs> He's like, come here, Robert. And the Robert was like, uh. <laughs> no, Robert, Robert, see, Robert is the kind of guy, you look at him, and he looks very meek and mild and, and happy. And he is. But, yeah, but, but there's another side of Robert. You know? Yeah. He's very, very good. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. It's my dark side. (laughs) Okay, my dark side. (laughs) No, but like, you know, I think that's an important trait to have. Like, how do you you balance that out, right? How do you balance that aggression versus like, you know, kind of the flow? You know, it's... I have the ability to hit the switch that turns on what what is needed, what is is necessary. Um, But I always, you know... I am an optimist too. Um, I, I believe that if you put in the work, you know, you get the rewards, you get the div- dividends. Um, I've never, I've, I've always believed in myself. I think that too, and I work hard. I do work hard. Yeah. You can't. You, there's no shortcuts to success. No shortcuts. It's funny. I was reading this book, which is uh, it's, what was it, Anthony? I just I told you earlier the nine like the nine things successful people do differently. And they kind of shit on the secret, right? Or it's like the secret is like, oh, you wish it and it will happen. I think that I think it's a misinterpretation of what the secret is. Right. But also, like there was a chapter on there which completely demolished that theory because no thought becomes a thing without the work behind it. True. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert, you're going to yeah, add to that? Kind of, kind of to, to your point, you know, um, you're talking about like hard work and you know persevering and all, all of these kind of things that make you a champ, you know. Um, Similarly, you know, people kind of do the same thing with like entrepreneurship and like, you know, with innovation and marketing, you know, businesses kind of flourish with hard work, you know, like you can't just kind of half ass something. You really have to see it through. You have to really like jump right in and really like tough the waters, you know. So can, can you really kind of just go in and talk about how you might, you know, like because a lot of people tend to kind of see, you know, especially within boxing, they might want to see like knockouts after knockouts, but they don't really see like the hard work that goes into the training, you know, like the hours and, you know, just blood, sweat and tears that you put into right. to just preparing for a fight, right. you know, just getting yourself just mentally stable to go out and execute on, on that kind of caliber. So can you kind of just talk about like the hard work that you have to, you know, really go into and, and just get your mind well, ready? Well, for Rob, it? that's very well put um, because there's also a de- dedication, but there's also... And I, I believe this happens, or this is necessary in everything, commitment. If right. you're not committed mm-hmm. to that to that project, to that fight, to that win, nine times out of ten, you won't succeed mm-hmm. unless by luck. I mean, there's even in business, there's sometimes, there's luck sometimes. But for the most part, you got to put in the due diligence. you got to put in, in the work. And mm-hmm. I call it row work. you got to put in the row work right. to make those things uh, materialize. You also have to look at yourself and see what you're capable of doing and your pros and cons. You look at your strength, your weaknesses. All those things you must cover. Um, and I don't want people to get the idea that it's a walk in the park. Nothing is a walk in the park. Exactly. I mean, it, you, you must, there must be a desire right. and a dedication. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I love persevering because people will tell you what you can't do. You will hear that more times than, than not. Mm-hmm. what you can't achieve, what you can't do. Uh, because when I first turned professional, they all said, well, you know, he'd probably make a couple of dollars, but he won't, he, you know, he won't make it up there because the, the, the non-heavyweights don't make a lot of money. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, 
<laughs> yeah, let me get a dollar. I've been looking at that watch like the whole time we've been here. It's not, it's not a watch. It's actually a clock. Uh, oh, oh, exactly. It's a flavor, flavor, flavor. <laughs> I met Flavor, by the way, and Flavor is his... His clock is bigger than my clock. <laughs> my clock has Care, a little C. Exactly. Careful you have the L in there. Just make sure you have the the <laughs> clock. Clock. His clock is bigger than my clock. <laughs> that's, that's <funny>. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> another question kind of you touched on the, the topic of like the beginning of your career. And I kind of see, you know, the beginning of a boxing career kind of really similar to the beginning of like a startup, you know, like a startup company, startup boxer, you know. Um, so... What kind of things did you do, like, to kind of separate yourself from other, you know, like, aspiring boxers who wanted to do the same thing as you? You know, like, there's tons of competitors, just like there's tons of people who are trying to make a similar product. Like, anyone can make coffee, but, you know, like, there's Starbucks, and everyone knows Starbucks. So. Well, I think even to that point, I think even when you go in a room as a motivational speaker and you're talking to 100, 500,000 people, mm-hmm. you know, only a, a small percentage of them are going to convert you know, to mm-hmm. to what you're talking about. So, I, I mean, I get what your point. So, what is the, what is that sort of in French, the je ne sais quoi? Ooh, of, fancy. Thank, I know. Thank you. I had some French fries earlier. Um, <laughs> no, but what is that thing? You know that that's you know you talked about the commitment, and I feel like kind of to Robert's point, like not everybody's going to be a champion at this particular thing, right? So, if I get in the ring with you, and you're like, nah, man. <laughs> but know. no, but the thing about it, I mean, yes, <laughs> everyone can't be champ, uh, whether it's boxing or whatever. You can win, and but you can't you can't put limits on your on on how far you can you can go. You know, um, a lot of times people are afraid of what they can't see, and that's what I talk about dreaming because your dreams are the window to your future, and your goals are the vehicle that takes you there. You have to dream, and you have to be committed to do the hard work to make those dreams become a reality because everyone's reality is different mm-hmm. but it's the same thing because it's what they want I stress this to people all the time about dreaming and, but put in the effort right and I'm not saying that dream but wake up but wake up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You can't, because even Thank my you. even my kids I, I try to stress you know there's a shortcut but that shortcut is not going to get you what you, it's gonna, it may, you may get there but you won't be um Solid the right. foundation. Well, I've read about personality traits, you know, and one, you know, one kind of, if uncontrolled, you know, or if not contained, it could be a flaw. Is like the ability to be clever, right? You know, even when I went to school, I chose my major. I majored in engineering, right? And uh, the reason I chose my major was called packaging engineering. There were only three schools in the country that offered the degree, and I was like, I, I know I will get a job. That was that that was sort of my little rerouting because I was like either because otherwise we're gonna be competing with everybody else, and so but I had no passion for it right. I, I kind of made a decision based on a shortcut really because I'm like everything you see in the world comes in some sort of package, so and there's only three schools that offered a degree that specialize in that job, um, but now look at me I'm hosting podcasts. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know I I rerouted myself. I got you. I got you. In fact, I you know. Um, New Year's resolutions sometimes I've made so many of those but a couple of years ago I made a, a resolution I said you know although I'm a talent and normally becomes I'm always a talent I want to start owning things I want to be the producer of things because right. when I'm alone I can create things in my head 
And a lot of times, these visions that I have, like I just uh, started a film and television production, and our first uh, project is is a, a show called The Champs Corner. Hold on, I'm gonna, I want to read. I want to read something on that one. You gonna read it? Yeah, check it. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be the Barbara Walters of boxing because I can speak directly to boxers because I've walked in their shoes. I can ask the tough questions and go places where other hosts can't because I faced adversity to become a champ. Because I, I know the walk. I've walked the walk. I've right. been there. I've been where they, they are trying to go or they want to go. And it's, it's wonderful, though. It's a wonderful thing because it's something that the public or the fans are not privy to of what goes through a boxer's mind, uh, especially when he loses that fight. Uh, what goes through his mind? What, where does he go to, to, to get up from the knockdown? I mean, all these things are fascinating. Even to myself sometimes, I think about, you know, being in the dressing room and the three fights that I lost throughout my career, I knew I was going to lose that fight in the dressing room because I just didn't feel up to par that particular time. Right. Hmm. Or right. that particular night. It's Have you scary. ever, and I, you know, I was going to go back to something too. You, you t- kind of touched on pros and cons and weaknesses and strengths. You know, what either in your sporting career or where you are now, like did, what did you see as a weakness of yours, of, of your own? You know, was it that, you know, I'll let you answer. The, the, weak, the only weakness <laughs> I, I saw in, in my, uh, well, not my career, but more in my life, business life, was I relied upon people so much. Right. You know, it just, it's a natural thing. It's just, a, because I've, I've been uh, taken care of, if you will. You know, it's like, I talk to my wife and I tell my wife sometimes, you know, I'm so I'm so blessed I've had to have you uh, because I, I take so much for granted. And now I'm I am now walking those steps. I'm now leading the way. Right. And I feel so good. I get so excited about things and projects in my head because I, I want to also I want to do a uh, I'm looking trying I'm trying to do. I need to convince the other guys, my other contemporaries to do a, a tour, a world tour with Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, and Duran. And <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we're having uh, a slight uh, uh, blockages. It's kind of like New Edition, just trying to get, <laughs> trying to get them performing again. Yeah. <laughs> well, where's my contract? How come his has two, you know, <laughs> those are too many zeros? No, no I, but I, I get it. So I, you know, it is kind of that, that uh, I don't know, that sort of building a different kind of team now, right? You're building yes. a different kind of team. And, you know, I, I would imagine you would liken it to a training regimen, right? Like there's certain things that your body reacts to differently. And when you have, a, you know, now you have a different team. You know, when I listed the endeavors that you're involved in now, you know, one of my questions I was going to ask is how do you filter? You know, how do you? I'm sure it's like, champ, I got, you know, this is, here's my idea. Like, you know, I'm going to grow bananas in my backyard. All I need is $10,000 or whatever, or even if it's just your time. No, yeah. the, banana, the bananas thing, banana deal was 20000 Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I read that, yeah. It's on your uh, Wikipedia no, but page. No, just, you know, um, my lovely wife. Uh, but no, I mean, there are some, some projects, some crazy deals that, that cross my way, but Sometimes the crazy ones are the ones that become extremely uh, profitable. Right. You know, it just dep- it depends on it depends on the content. It depends on the heart of that project. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I was, when I was talking to Eileen, your assistant, she was just saying like, "You say yes a lot." You know, two two things. <laughs> two things. I mean, 
Again, just kind of <laughs> say yes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that means she has a job. That's you know, <laughs> you're like you're like you say yes. Just keep saying yes. We could. We, I've got put in my forty hours. Um, no, but like, you know, again, just where does the like? What do you turn down? You know, do you turn down things that don't align align with you personally or as uh, your personal one, brand? Well, one thing I almost turned down was Dance with the Stars. Because I, 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 I'm not a ballroom dancer, but eventually I said yes because the exposure factor is right. awesome. And it keeps you relevant, keeps you out there. And um, and I want to do it. I want to prove that uh, uh, a boxer can, can dance. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> exactly. A little bit. A little bit. Un poquito. Oh, un poquito. <laughs> um, How'd you like that anyway? Did you, did un- you enjoy unbelievable, it? Unbelievable. And from a, a, a marketing standpoint, it's, 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 it's priceless. Because, I mean, even today, today, I, 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 I'm on the plane. Someone says, hey, that's Sugar Ray, the dancer. The dancer. Like, 40 years of boxing. You know? You're like, 40 now, years of easy. Like, easy. Easy. You dance in the ring, so it's kind of, you know, it's close. It's kinda, yeah. I'm going to start uh, breakdancing with the stars. So I want Ooh. you to be on that show. You just, you know, I can't, get, I, get a backspin out of you. I, I, I will be your producer. <laughs> you will be my producer. You will not be on. I will not be. <laughs> will not be talent on that show. <laughs> I will not be talent on that show. Thank you, Chris. Um, I look at, you know, Robert touched a little bit on, like, some of the parallels between the entrepreneurial world, the people that are build, building businesses, and, you know, I look at this idea of shutting out the noise. You know, I think when you have the level of stardom that you, you know, you had at the peak of your career and even now, it's it's sort of, it's hard to turn it off. Like you said, you mentioned turning that switch on and off, and that's the fight and the aggression, but also it's like... You know, social media now is the newspaper and the newspaper, instead of going to your doorstep and picking it up and like reading it, you have like it's always in your in your hand 24 seven and you almost can't help but do it. So if you lose a fight or you misstep or, you know, or in business, like there's a round of layoffs and everybody knows about it. You know, now, how do you shut that off and still continue to focus on the journey? Because that can derail you very easily. Well, I think you just have to accept the fact that it's there and it's it's global, right? You know, in two seconds, two minutes, <laughs> yes. and and accept that. And for me, I, I've learned to pause, just a pause. I just learned to pause, and it's through meditation too. Uh, medication, meditation, <laughs> medication. <laughs> no, it's far from meditation. No, no, no. that's a good. Question. That's funny too, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I, I got a million of them. Yeah, no, I see. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know. For me, I, I I like it quiet. Every now and then, I like I like it just just quiet, you know, deathly quiet. That way, I can concentrate and I and I because my mind goes a thousand miles an hour, and um, I like that moment when I'm able to um, create things on paper. I, I'm I'm a better writer than I am uh, uh, a talker, if you will, and um, and I've created some some projects. Um, that I just put on the shelf. So now I'm taking those things off the shelf because they're pretty exciting projects. Right. Well, speaking of writing, great segue, by the way, um, is like your book, right? Uh, the Big Fight. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of curiosity, and I, I don't think I've ever gotten to speak to anybody who's written a, an autobiography, especially a hard one. Um, how was it revisiting you know, some of those triumphs and, and hurdles that you had to face from drug abuse to the alcohol to, you know, your rise to the top and all those things kind of happening. How was it to revisit that? Well, 
I'm glad you asked that question. It it was not the most uh, uh, comfortable um, setting, but it was the most um, I don't know inspirational for me. It 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 it. it put me in a place, a safer place, because there were things, especially with the sexual child abuse, which I am a survivor of, uh, that was gradually, even though I'm, I was, I appear to be healthy and whatever, but mentally, spiritually, it was killing me. It was still killing me. When I released that, when I made that revelation, mm-hmm. my wife, which did not want me to to talk about those things and my, my people didn't want me to talk my business people didn't want me to talk about other things my friends didn't want me to talk about those things but I I said you know what it's not about me it's not about right. me at this point it's about helping other people um, adult survivors deal with this situation yeah. um, it took me two years to write that book and it was Todd Bridges who kind of gave me a little courage because he had, he talked about that on Oprah uh, at one episode and um, it was one of those things that I I said to myself, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to talk about myself, my 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 good parts and my bad parts. Mm-hmm. You know, my character defects and what have you. And I tell you, Chris, it was really really satisfying because people have come up to me randomly, men, women, old, young. They hug me and they share a tear and said, "Thank you for." For um, speaking up for me, yeah. you know, because no one speaks up. It's such a stigma attached to mm-hmm. sexual child abuse. Oh yeah, it's so bad. It's such a pandemic, and um, the affliction is is horrible. And you will, and for the mo- if you don't, if you don't speak up, it will catch up with you eventually. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's that saying: hurt people, hurt people. Hurt right? people, hurt people. Yes. And uh, and when you don't know how to deal with it, I think uh, first of all, I commend you for for writing that, like putting that pen to paper and and liberating those those people, um, because I th- I think even you know from the outside looking in, or as a fan, or you know a sports fan, or whatever. I think people tend to isolate themselves and like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like I can't mimic you. I can't have the same level of success because look at my problems, right. you know? Right. But when you go, when you tell a story of overcoming adversity, you know, multiple adversity, like, it, and not only that, it's the compounded problems as you grew older. And even as you were successful, like it was, it continued. It was right there with you. Like, Hey man, like whispering in, <laughs> in your yes, ear, yes. like, Hey, well, you know, like, here I am. Oh, I thought you were gone. You know, right, right, right. Um, uh, but I also think, you know, it's it was sort of and you can correct me here if, if I'm wrong or whatever. But the idea that it was also a motivator for you, like kind of subconsciously. Right. Like there's anger that you dealt with in the ring. You know, even in the opening chapter of the book, you talk about you didn't know which one of you was going to go in the ring to fight Marvin Nagler. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yes. was it. The- and, I, and I didn't know. I didn't know what what guy I hope. You know, and I, I reserved Sugar Ray to show up, <laughs> but just didn't know quite who would show up that night, you know, before I hopped into the ring. Yeah. I just didn't know. Um, moving right along, will you please punch Usher? Um, just just so that when he when he you know when we see him on screen as you, he knows what kind of power you, you have. <laughs> No, Usher. I am so I'm so impressed with Usher, and when he find, when I first heard that he was playing me in the Roberto Duran's movie, and um, we hooked up together and um, went to his home, and 
In fact, his 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 basement is a boxing gym. Now, is his it, clock bigger than yours? I don't think so. Okay, all right. Flame is bigger than my watch. But uh, he, he he I said I said Usher, you have too many. Uh, you know, uh, I look at the, I look at his, his stomach. You know, and he get those little nacho bumps. I call them bumps. <laughs> Six pack. I think, I think he has an eight pack. Oh, oh yeah. all right. I have two packs right now. <laughs> have a keg. <laughs> have flaps of steel. <laughs> but you're, you're tall. But you're tall. Yes, I stretch it out. Yeah. <laughs> you're tall. <laughs> I just drop and take a marker and just draw the abs on it. Like 300. Um, okay, well, yeah. What, what was that, Robert? Um, no, so, so what, I mean, what's that process like to, I mean, to see someone portray you like is that is that kind of surreal it is surreal and it's humbling it's uh it's 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 a great feeling i mean mean, especially usher right yes uh i think my afro was better than his though i'm sure it was (laughs) he does not have an afro's head like it's not it's not good Uh, contour yeah yeah, but uh, but but then again (laughs) he was hitting the speed bag and he was hitting he was jumping rope and he's hitting the, the the pads i was like He's doing. I mean, a little better than me. Uh, he well, he was acting. When you act, you got to exaggerate a little no, bit. But you can't outact me. <laughs> you can't outact me doing what I do You can't do that. I mean, that's, that's, that's a problem somewhere. <laughs> it's like doing a better Bill Cosby yeah, than Bill yes, Cosby. Yes, exactly. But uh, I was very impressed. That's great. Um, and then I wanted to ask you also: um, When did you? When did you know you made it? Right? Like when did? When do you know that? So, you know, you start off fighting. I think you were 13 when you started boxing. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's a hobby. I don't even know if you had a job or not at the time. And then at one point, I think for everybody in their career, it's like, I I've hit my stride. I bag groceries. I, you? I work. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doubting it. I just. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I don't think there's any information about me working. I did work. I worked um, for my father, uh, bagging groceries and um, at a market. And I uh, worked as a. Uh, Paper or plastic? Paper. Okay. Always paper. <laughs> and I um, I worked at a recreation department in Glen Arden, Maryland. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I took work three, four hours maybe. Part-time. Yeah, part-time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always part-time. <laughs> it's always part-time. Right. Um, no, but so, uh, so yes, you, had, you were bagging groceries. You, you started boxing. When does the switch go on for you, like – Ah, I'm kind of I'm kind of onto something. Were you just kind of long for the ride? Next thing you knew, you were like yeah. at destination X. Before I realized, I broke my brother's nose. I said, "You know what? I, I'm pretty good." <laughs> my brother Roger, older brother, older brother. I kicked oh. his butt. I mean, I love it. I, mean, I had the best time. I broke his dark on nose. But, yeah, I think twice actually. I think twice. Did you get in trouble the second time? I think the second no. time you you know you break your brother's nose. You, you know what he said? He said he told the the coach. He said, you know, he said, Coach, uh, I don't think my mama, my mother wants, he didn't say mama, he don't think my mother wants uh, us to box because we're brothers. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> such a lie. <laughs> I don't think she wants us to box anymore together, you know? That was such a lie, a big lie. You hear that, Roger? Just, just threw your brother under the bus on uh, international radio. <laughs> um, so kids in health. That's another thing that's been important to you, um, you know, it's with diabetes and, and your work there. Can you just tell us a little bit about your, uh, your work with, with, the, with the youth? Well, we, we've uh, raised money for um, Children's Hospital in Los Angeles uh, because they have programs that are directly related to 
obesity, and that is, you know, health and fitness. Right. Uh, our kids have to move, and the kids have to walk, and kids have to play, recess, and be outside. And again, because this is a whole different uh, uh, society and generation, the kids normally play, and it's okay oh, yeah. to play a little bit. But you get not, some workout. Yeah, but not all day. Because <laughs> right. my, my son, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Um, hey, Daniel. Sometimes he, he, he stays, although he's an, act, he's an athlete, he works out. But, uh, you know, he stays, he stays he's pretty, hours. Right. Uh, well, I, think, I mean, I think even as a parent, though, in, in those instances. What do you do? I mean, what do you do? Well, I mean, I know, like for me, with, I have an eight-year-old. We were talking about that earlier. And I, I try to limit everything to 20 minutes to 30 minutes total. Yes. Right? Like, you go pick up your iPod and you want to listen to music and do whatever, play a game. All right, I'll see you in 20 minutes. And then find something else to do. It has to start early, though. Because, yeah. you know, after a certain age, and I don't know what age that is or could be. Uh, 10, 12, whatever, uh, you know, the kids have to know, they have to enjoy playing outside. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, because when I was, well, we didn't have any toys, by the way. <laughs> I had to go outside. <laughs> now, now that I thought about it. You're like, wait a second. I, I, I had nothing to play with anyway. No toys. No wonder you punched your brother in the nose. You're just angry. <laughs> Where's my toys? Where, where are my toys? Oh, my God. These things are coming back to me. <laughs> uh, this is what we brought you in here for. Well, we wanted you. you. This is your. This is your life. This is therapy. We're gonna bring in your babysitter from <laughs> your, you. your childhood. Thank you. Um, no, it, it, you're right. It's starting them young. You know, and I think it's not only do you have sort of the the physical epidemic of sitting on the couch or the, being hunched over, looking at a like this bad posture, like all those different things, but there's also like the the social interaction, the ability to socialize. There's been like studies done on how, you know. When I if I t- t- if I say something mean to you, which I wouldn't do by the way, so don't don't ball your fist up. Um, no, but if I say something mean to you in person, I see how you react. I can see like the look in your eye. I can see the tears. But if I'm if you know like I insult Robert on his Facebook page, I don't know how I don't see him crying. You cannot insult Robert. No. <laughs> I won't tolerate that. I won't. Thank you, Ray. I love Robert. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. No, but you know, it, Chris there's, bullies me from time to time. Hey, 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 just, easy! Just throwing that out there. Let me screw it over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what you know what you're talking about is like it's it's a there's the physical piece of it, and then there's also that whole socialization aspect of it, and I think that they kind of work hand in hand. Um, so, what just what have been some of the successes of the foundation so far, and you know, and are you going to have to change your name to Veggie Ray Leonard because? Kids aren't supposed to be having sugar. You know, it, I, everything I think for me personally, I think it's all in moderation. I, I think that we just, if we're conscious of uh, of what a kid digests, but then again, look at the reality of it. If that kid is from the ghetto, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all they can afford. I mean, right. We have to really. That's all that's available. It. All available. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So sometimes I don't put as much pressure. I just let. Let them know to kind of keep things in mind, at right. least, to mm-hmm. to kind of educate uh, the parents and 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 the kids. I, I mean, there was a guy I met recently who runs a, a, a really cool fitness program with jump roping, and I'm botching the the shout out to him right now. But um, he talks about how he grew up in South Central, and he said he hadn't had a salad until he was an adult. Really? Like he was an adult work. Yes, he was working. Like he was. A, he became a firefighter, and the first time he had a salad was at the firehouse. Like I, I, I fall into that category. 
Really? No, I never liked salads, but now you know I, I love salads. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just. What's your favorite salad? A chopped salad. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> with, 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 with raisins. Really? Okay. <laughs> you got to lay the face, man. Raisins. You never, like, you never like, ate a salad during well, like while you were training or anything? No. Back. Listen. <laughs> Let me put this in perspective here. Never ate a salad. I was fighting back in in the seventies, wait, '60s. Um, no, I mean, I had McDonald's. I mean, really? Yeah, I was eating. I mean, I ate fried chicken. I, I didn't have a diet. And my wife was so surprised when we first met, and she came to one of my training camps, and she saw I was eating fried chicken and what have you. But it was good fried chicken. Delicious, friends. Look at I see a look in your eye. You're like you, you just oh, you're, you just salivated I, 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 a little sal- bit. I'm salivating. Yes, yeah, my mom could make the best. My father could make great fried chicken, but it's, I think it's all in moderation. But also, I was training like you know, like a, yeah, your body was filtering that yeah, stuff was, like yes. nobody's business. Nobody's business. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, crazy. So you have this um, uh, fundraising gala coming up May twentieth um, at the Santa Monica Pier. Okay. And uh, you know it's it's a it's a wonderful thing. My my friend uh, Michael King is supplying the fighters, and uh, B Riley and Company have been my partner for five years right right now. And uh, it's you know we raise in, uh, great awareness and funds that goes directly to the juvenile juvenile diabetes research. It's really a fun time. That's great. And do you get? I mean, do you get a chance to sort of meet with and talk to like the scientists and things? Yes, and we stuff? did. As a matter of fact, we I, I met with some of the doctors and, and the surgeons and the, uh, the scientists, and you know, they. It's all about having the funds to uh, continue the research. Right. Yeah. Right. And what's the experience going to be like in, at the at the pier? Is it going to be you know you're going to get the affairs real wide with with Sugar Ray Leonard, or is it you know is there entertainment? <laughs> what's the well, well you know it's it, go fishing. It, 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 it's <laughs> go fishing. <laughs> no, we have uh, executives. Uh, um, we have and joined me. Uh, made a great uh, visit, and people loved them. And he came from uh, the uh, studios nice. and uh, popped in to give me his support. Um, you know, I had George Lopez. I mean, the name Chris Spencer. I mean, we. Uh, it's been it's been amazing, the uh, outpour of people supporting and enjoying a, a great night of boxing. Now, um, Tommy Davidson was one. That, he was. He is hilarious. Thomas. He's. He, I mean, he's he's crazy, but he's he, he's hilarious. He sounds he sounds better than I do. <laughs> he sounds like me better than I do. Oh, he do, yes, he does do you. Yeah, I mean, you're does. absolutely right. It's, and it's yes, yeah. <laughs> a bit too much. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's you can you can intimidate people. Like, yes. feel free to do what you need to do. <laughs> um, so the show is called Innovation Crush, right? Um, so when you think of innovation. Uh, what are some things that you look out in the marketplace, whether it's in in the sport, in the businesses that you're in, in the world, maybe it's this show, um, as as things that are innovative and trends that you look at and you admire and you go, wow, that's pretty amazing. Well, I, I just I just look at things that are have um, impact on, on the greater audience, the broad audience, and what inspiration or 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 power empowerment that they can receive from listening or, or something that is given created uh, and for for me that's always been my 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 commitment my desire to create something or or make something that impacts 
a lot of people. Right. You know, it's uh, and I, again, I, I wake up two o'clock in the morning sometimes and make and take notes and stuff. When, like, when did that become important for you? I think a lot of people when they're on that journey, you know, like the accolades are coming in, right? And not much is going out. There's, I think there's a there's a pivot point where you you're like you're receiving, 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 and then you go. All right, like, let me, what can I? What can I do? Like, what, what was that pivot point for you? That may that happened like almost eight years ago when I first of all became sober. You know, mm. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I woke up and I, I spoke out against, you know, the the sexual child abuse. All those things. It was like uh, it was a gradual progression. Everything started to evolve. One thing helped the other thing. The other. Not only say problem, but the situation, if you will, and uh, that's when I found myself enjoying myself, just being me. You know, uh, I feel good in my own skin. I, I take my wife to whether it's dinner or whatever, and I'm there as her husband, as a, as opposed to Sugar Ray. I mean, I'm Sugar Ray then, no matter, but I, I feel good. If that makes sense, I feel good inside my skin. So, and I'm healthy. And knock on wood. And and life is wonderful. I have I had nothing short of a lustrous boxing career. For me, it's oh, it's about giving. It's about giving. It's like again, impact. And I use that word a ton of times because it that's what it's all about. Right. Impacting people. That's really great. That's great. Um, I'm going to ask you to finish a phrase for me. Mm-hmm. Innovation to me is helping others. That's awesome. Um, Robert, do you have anything? What do you want? Two things. Two, two <laughs> Robert has two things. Two Hold, One? Before you ask, oh, sure. Robert, you know, this is my first time meeting this guy. Sec- second time, first time? It's probably second. 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 Yeah. But you, you were quiet the first time. That's true. Um, <laughs> he's, 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 when I speak to him, he seems like he's like 6'9". <laughs> I'm not that tall at all. <laughs> People can't see you. I, I think you gave him a foot. <laughs> <laughs> and you look younger. I'm pretty young. Yeah, how old I are you? Think. How old are you? 27. That's, that's a puppy. A- 86. Barely got facial hair. Yeah, so you, was, you, did, you were not around when I fought Hagler, right? Probably not, but that's an, that's an interesting thing because yeah. I have a hat. Oh, thing. check that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. How did you get that? A uh, buddy of mine. Shout, shout out to Antonio. Antonio. Uh, he, hey, Antonio, where'd you get that at, from? So just so uh, you guys know, it is a marvelous is. Marvin Hagler versus Sugar Ray Leonard promotional poster on a, cool. tr- on a trucker hat. It's a supreme trucker That's hat. That's cool, man. Yeah. World so, uh, middleweight championship. Wow. So I actually brought that along. Yeah. So. That's cool. <laughs> But yeah, um, are you gonna give it to him or? What, what? Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you to sign it actually. Yeah, but <laughs> I think yeah, you should trade the clock. Oh, you want to trade clocks? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a clock? You don't have a clock. Have a no, clock. I'm saying the clock for the hat. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's talk. <laughs> like, uh, never, never mind. I don't need a hat. <laughs> I got a hat. I got a hat. Your hat's not that nice. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's all, it is okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, well, one quick thing I wanted to plug Eileen uh, sitting just outside. Uh, she's Eileen. gonna start doing a couple auctions for your Sugar Ray Leonard and the big fighters, big uh, Cause. causes camp uh, event. So I just wanted to give a quick plug to that. You guys be on the lookout for for eBay auctions to support the charity. But uh, my typical question that I ask people is, uh, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite quotes is that. I've always said this, and 
I met this for a certain reason when I was up against Marvin Hagler before I fought him at the press conference. I said, I will win because you don't think I can. That, to me, that, that, goes, that, that can be said about life, mm-hmm. about business, anything. You will win because most people don't think you can. That's awesome. That's deep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful, too. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that typically... The, I guess it's almost like it's the fighter. It's the fighter motivation, right? It, it, part it's part of that where it's like, oh, like I mean, when I I did competitive martial arts, and part, the cocky side of me was like, no, nah, you're not gonna beat me. Like it was just that was, that was just you know, and you especially in, in martial arts or the intimidation factors that people use. I was always relatively zen. Like I didn't do I didn't do show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I would get in there and I'd like I'm calm. And yeah, at one point, just so you know, I was ranked seventh in the state of Michigan. Woo! <laughs> um, but it was, but it was that same sort of thing. Like I was just like, okay, like you think, you know, it was just like that, that cocking side of you. But when you were in that ring, or oh, circle, whatever, Chris, the expression on your face and your your eyes looked and said, "You can't win." You know, right. the guy, my opponent, can't win. You cannot win, and you won't win. It's a look. That's, and that's more intimidating than anything without, else. Without, <laughs> it's like, you, oh. But you have to back it up. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you have to back it up. And I think, <laughs> but I think, you know, even in the scenario that I gave was just sort of like when I noticed that somebody sees that their intimidation factors aren't working, right. then, then you know, I think it's like a domino effect. Like you get more mm-hmm. momentum, like, True. you know, because it may work on the last three people you, you met <laughs> in the ring. It's like, but it's not me. But uh, I want to thank you for, for coming by. This was great, yeah, this man. Is I mean, awesome. I, the, the, what I love about your show is that the questions that you asked were really, really uh, just meaningful. You know, thank you. In life. It's about life. Thank you. I just business. wrote him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh oh yeah, just wrote him. Genius. I was like, Robert, bring your hat in just in case this uh, goes bad. <laughs> no, this is awesome. I, I appreciate you coming out. By the way, where can people find you? You know, on the on the interwebs and the, what's your cell phone number? Three one zero. Three one all right, everybody. This has been another episode of Innovation Crush. Innovation Crush. Uh, I, you, all, you had that water in your mouth. It almost did. didn't work. I did. Uh, thank you, Anthony, too. Sitting over there. All right, guys. We will talk to you next time. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and i love you a few days ago brooke tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments thumbs up brooke 
Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.